Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the third episode of our World Cup lineup. Today, to walk you guys through groups E and F, I'm joined by Alex Ipoke. Good evening, Kieran. Very happy once again to be with you to talk about this uh, World Cup preview. Uh, so yeah, starting with Group E, pretty interesting group. So what are your thoughts on this group? Who do you think is going to make it through? This is a pretty interesting group. I mean, obviously, when looking at it, you definitely have to concede that Brazil would probably take that first spot. Right. But when it comes to the second position, um, it, you could have gone anywhere, but I really feel like it might be Serbia. Oh, really? I would, uh, so yeah, I would obviously agree with you regarding Brazil, but I think that Switzerland is going to take the, the second spot and make it through uh, to the round of 16. What makes you think Serbia is going to make it? What really stood out to me when I looked at the Serbia team was their run-through qualification. I mean, for them to top their, qual- their group in qualification is a huge step for them. Um, even now, when they're going into these friendlies before the competition, um, they won their last game 5-1 against Bolivia. So... In these type of competitions, the run-up is extremely important, and Serbia are ticking all those boxes. Right, that makes sense. It's true that Serbia's run through uh, the qualification round was pretty impressive. Uh, For Switzerland, though, I think their main strength uh, is the team as a whole. They don't have that many big individual uh, players or like yeah big names in the squad. They've got a few names that uh, everyone knows in Europe, like Shaka, Lichtsteiner, Shakiri, but none of them are like big star players that can just carry a team uh, through to the uh, semi-final or final. But what they have is a team that knows how to play together, uh, that has shown great results both during the, quali- the qualification round and the friendlies uh, before the World Cup. They just drew against Spain. Uh, they pretty convincingly beat Japan 2-0. Um, and they also have a, quite a lot of experience. Over the last World Cups and Euros, they consistently make it through the group stage. So it's not a very exciting team. It's just a team that knows how to get to that level to beat the teams that are supposed to be around the same level than them in the group stage and then go through to the round of 16, even though they often don't do that well in in that stage. Yeah, you make a really strong point for that Switzerland squad. But I mean, the one thing that Serbia kind of has in common with the Switzerland team is the squad. Um, I think I feel like there's a really good mix between the youngsters who really have that desire to do well and prove themselves, and the more experienced players like Kolarov who could kind of reel it in and really command that dressing room. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happens in that second spot. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's pretty uh, undecisive right now. Uh, but I think what we can agree on is that Brazil is going to top the group. And what do you think is going to allow Brazil to, to finish top of that group and maybe go on to why not win the World Cup? Do you think it's going to be... Do you think the start, starting 11 is going to play a big role in that? Yeah, I think for a team like Brazil that has so much depth and have so many resources to call upon when creating the squad, um, I feel like the starting 11 really gives you a sense of how it is they're going to go about playing in this competition. And unfortunately, even though um, Brazil have been doing pretty well, um, so far, go, leading up to the tournament, I feel like if they don't play Roberto Firmino up top, uh, for people who don't know they've been playing Gabriel Jesus currently, but if they don't play Roberto Firmino, I feel like they might fall on that last hurdle. Oh, really? So you think that Firmino is the genuine way for them to get through it? Yeah, definitely. I think Roberto Firmino is one of the most underrated forwards in Europe right now. Um, I think his ability to play that false nine position rivals 
none. Um, maybe Kareem Benzema when he was in his prime, but even then, Roberto Firmino has so many dimensions to his game that he'll be able to bring in the wingers like Neymar, like maybe Willian who's going on their right-hand side or whoever, um, to really bring them in the game and have a strong impact that Gabriel Jesus doesn't really have. I mean, he's a good finisher, but he can't really bring in other players as well as Roberto Firmino. But don't you think that they need uh, that kind of uh, skills, a really good finisher up front? Because they already have players like, as you said, Neymar, Willian, players who can like create uh, plays just on their own. And Firmino is, in, Firmino is a pretty good finisher, but I think Gabriel Jesus stops him for that. And maybe that's just what they need, a really good striker to finif- finish off those actions and, and put the ball in the net. Don't you think? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. And right now that's been working really well. Um, but I feel like when they come up against a stronger opposition, I feel like the end of that tip, so if all the balls are going through Gabriel Jesus and everyone's just trying to give it to him, it's going to be a little bit more predictable and top-class defenders will be able to cut that out. Um, on the other hand, if Roberto Firmino was involved in the game, attacker uh, defenders won't really know which attacker is going to get the ball. And so that's what made this Liverpool line so impressive that that front three were pulling themselves equally and I feel like he could do the same job for Brazil. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, it's definitely going to be very interesting to, to watch uh, Brazil and how they're going to do in this World Cup, especially considering how they got kicked out in the last World Cup at home uh, and that humiliating 7-1 defeat against Germany. So yeah, a lot, lot of things to pay attention to in the coming up games. Yeah, definitely very exciting times. But speaking of Germany, I feel like that's the perfect time to move on to Group F, which contained Germany, Mexico, Sweden, and Korea. Yeah, it's another, maybe not as exciting uh, of a group as the other ones, but for sure a pretty indecisive and one that sort of looks like the one with Brazil, like both Brazil and Germany being the obvious top finisher, um, or at least in my opinion, and then a very, I think a very hard uh, battle uh, to come for the second spot. So who do you, do you also think that Germany is going to top that group? Yeah, definitely. I feel like Germany, one of the favorites for the tournament as a whole, um, will yeah, probably definitely. take that first spot. Um, but the second... Who posi- do you have second? Yeah, the second position is really interesting. I might go for our CONCACAF friends, Mexico, to take that second spot. How about you? I'm going to go with Sweden over Mexico. Uh, Sweden's been pretty impressive during qualification. They haven't been. They've not. They've never been a very exciting team. They're just really strong at the back, and they know how to play against uh, stronger teams. They know how to sort of park the bus and just, like, yeah, lock uh, lock their defense. No, uh, don't concede, and draw or win most of the games. Uh, that's how they kicked off Italy in the playoff. Uh, they've won one nil at home and then went on to draw nil nil at. Uh, in Italy. Uh, that's how they played their last uh, two friendlies. They drew nil-nil against Denmark uh, and Peru. So it's not an exciting team. They just got a really strong defense with players like Lindelof uh, from Man United, a very good youngster. And up front, although they lost Latan, I feel like that only helped the team just get better as a whole and not just rely on that one huge star. And so now they've got like youngsters like Forsberg coming up and, and potentially helping Sweden to to get through that uh, that hurdle. Yeah, it must be a really exciting time for Swedish fans, kind of transitioning from the old guard of Zlatan Ibrahimic to these youngsters that you mentioned there. But um, I think that they might fall to the mighty Mexico. Um, I feel like their Mexico's run through qualifications was pretty easy. I mean, going through CONCACAF isn't really too difficult given the quality that Mexico have. 
and um, the front line, I think, for this Mexico's team will be extremely exciting, especially these MLS standouts like Giovanni De Santos or Carlos Vela, um, who really are lighting the MLS up. Um, it'd be really exciting to see them on the international stage and see if they can transition that good form onto this tournament. Right, and I, aren't you afraid that because they're most that team is mostly composed of uh, like Mexican league player and MLS player, that we just might realize how how MLS actually stands in terms of international level, which is not that great of a league. And so, aren't you afraid that those players just won't be able to like? Uh, to match the gap between the like MLS everyday level that they used to and the international level where they face players like, uh, well, all the German players who are just amazing right now. Yeah, definitely. I think it'll be it'll be a real test for not only this Mexican side but kind of a testament to the level of soccer in North America. Um, I think uh, the MLS definitely has um, a bit of a gap in quality when it comes to other other leagues, especially in Europe, but. I feel like the fast-paced nature of it um, kind of could take um, some of these teams off guard. Um, I think the MLS does get a bad rap for its defending, but its attacking is really good. Um, there are re some really good moves, especially from these Latin American players, and taking that sort of chemistry that they have from their um, domestic leagues and into this competition, it'll be really interesting to see how it goes. Yes, and yeah, as you said, that fast pace uh, attack maybe that might not be enough to beat a team like Germany, uh, but it could definitely be enough to like beat South Korea and Sweden, who are like both really uh, compact teams at the back. And yeah, why not clinch uh, the second spot position? Talking about Germany now, so you you think that they'll easily top the group? You don't see any? You don't think they'll face any issues, right? Yeah, I feel like there's a certain aura around this Germany team. Um, especially after winning the Confederations Cup, although that was with almost a, the B team of Germany. I feel like they have a really good run, but there are some um, weaknesses I do see in this squad. Um, but I'm wondering what your take is first. I'm feeling really confident about Germany. They are the team with the least weaknesses. I think Spain is the overall most exciting team, but Germany is the one with the least weaknesses. They have a lot of experience. They've got top-class players at every position. Uh, they can afford to leave a player like Sané on the side who's had the season of his life with Man City. They, their squad compared to the World Cup hasn't changed that much. They've got the main uh, players uh, still here. They just uh, got some, some more talent, uh, especially up front with players like Werner. And so I really think that they'll have no problem going through that group stage like they did in the qualification round where they won all the games. They're the only unbeated team in the European zone, uh, 10 games, 10 wins. So I really have no worries regarding Germany, especially considering the fact that in the last four World Cup, they've always reached at least the semifinals. Yeah, they, they really do look pretty strong. But the one uh, weakness that I was mentioning, not to go too tactical for our listeners, but I was kind of interested in the areas around the fullbacks. Um, I feel like if a team were to have a good amount of pace on the wings attacking the, these German fullbacks, and they do kind of mimic the Tottenham press um, by not really going at the center backs, but kind of waiting for them to put a long ball in towards the forwards and kind of pounce on that motion while those two center backs are isolated. I feel like teams could get some joy from that area. Yeah, it's definitely true. Germany will definitely be one of the hardest teams to beat, uh, but if someone can do it, it's probably one of that's probably the way they should they should go about it. Uh, another 
tactical choice that the opponents could uh, go for is uh, trying to just keep the ball as much as they can just so that Germany doesn't have the ball. Because when you look at German Germany's midfield with players like Özil, like Kroos, like Müller, it's players that just, are, they're not that fast, they're not that strong, but once they have the ball, oh my God, they can pass it to pretty much anyone on the pitch. They can find those spaces. I mean, just when you think of a player like Kroos and when you see what he's been doing with Madrid over the last three, four years, it's just, it's mind blowing. So if you can try to limit the ball possession of uh, Germany as little as possible and try to keep a pretty a pretty high lineup uh, in terms of like defense, like press pretty high, keep keep the defense pretty high up on the pitch, uh, then I think that could be another way of of beating that German squad. But it definitely won't be easy for anyone. Yeah, definitely for uh, two very different um, approaches into de- defeating this German team. So if there are any international managers listening, um, take your pick and let us know which one works. And this concludes our third episode of this uh, World Cup preview. Thank you very much for listening. Um, So if you would want to hear more about uh, groups A and B and C and D, we've already discussed those in previous episodes released last week. And don't forget to tune in on Wednesday for our last preview of of the last two groups of this World Cup, uh, which will also be our last uh, pre-World Cup episode. And then we'll finally time for the World Cup to start. Uh, See you all on Wednesday. Bye.